hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 96, the third edition. Uh, edition point two or edition C, whatever you like. It's day three, day three of CES here in Las Vegas, and we're here... Well, thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, bringing you two blokes talking tech each and every week. My name's Trevor Long, and joining me, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. How are you going, Trevor? Going well. It's the been, show um, is, uh, we're into day three now. Yeah, we're going to brush day four. How many pairs of shoes have you worn out, Trevor? Uh, just three. Yeah, One every day. All? Oh, that's good. Yeah, about the same. <laughs> all right, day three of CES on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So, as we've described before, the show is split pretty heavily across the whole of Las Vegas, but essentially here at the Convention Centre, it's split uh, North Hall, Central Hall and South Hall. Central Hall is where the big guys are, Sony, Panna, LG, Samsung, and um, and then the North and South Halls have different kind of themes to them. We both had an attack on the South Hall today, which is not as uh, accessory-warranted um, as the North Hall, where all the iPhone cases are. It's a little bit more gadgety, yeah. a little bit more innovative. A lot of audio. Uh, lots of audio and lots of health. They've put all that yes. in one area, which is very and smart. And the, the, the halls, like the central hall, as you, you can, we can see here, they're quite they're long and wide. Oh, yeah. The South Hall is just really long, and there's two, and levels, two levels to the hall, so... Yeah. It is, and what they do because these have got such large booths on this on this uh, central hall here. The south hall is a lot. The south hall is a lot denser. Like there's, yep. there's little stands yep. everywhere, so it's a, it's a, it takes half a day to get through and the it, level. And it is uh, more so than, than the central hall. It is a mix of brands you know, brands you may have heard of, and people that you have absolutely no idea what yeah. they're doing. So and people that have brought a product here in the hope of jagging a deal with a. A distributor or a yeah, retailer. Exactly. And, you know, uh, there's a few distributors here. I mean, we, we talk about Jeremy, who works for Mac Gear Group, and brought in the Jays and all that kind of stuff yeah. over the years. You know, he's here walking around looking for products to bring to Australia. Yeah. And that's the deals that are being done. And I'm saying, when we meet people and we say, oh, it's a great product, you know, kind of a card, can we get it? Is it available in Australia? They say, no, they're the people that yeah. the distributors are going to to saying, hey, let's us do a deal to bring it. I think just quietly, Trevor, they'd prefer to meet distributors than journalists. Oh, for sure. For often. But no, absolutely. publicity helps. Oh, so no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, because a story could create uh, interest, bring it to someone's attention, a distributor's attention. So, and, and as you we're know, we're not so useless after all. When you talk, when <laughs> when your product is featured on Two Blokes Talking Tech, my oh, goodness me, hello. sales, hello, you know. you're assured of success. Uh, absolutely. So, one of the things I found in the in the South Hall, and they they were here last year in a very similar location, is uh, Pure. Uh, English company um, who sell predominantly digital radios in Australia. But what's really interesting about this company is they kind of realise that they make good audio. Um, they've got good technologies. They've got a huge company behind them that make a lot of technologies. Um, and they've, they've realised there's a market here for more than just digital radio, more than just anything. And they've released here at CES a range of products called Jongo, J-O-N-G-O, Jongo. And I don't think they would have a problem hearing because it'll be regular. It's... it's uh, low-cost version of Sonos. Okay. Okay? 
So basically, there's there's three products in, in the range. The first one is a little tiny um, uh, speaker box, which has kind of five speakers in it, one on each side, and uh, and a subwoofer pointing up. Okay. Um, that's that's a nice little thing called the S340B. Um, prices I don't have, you know, but so it's, you can, you can expand a, them wirelessly and control exactly. them through so an app. You can control this directly through Bluetooth, iPhone yep. to, to the speaker, or they can be on your Wi-Fi network and be controlled via an app. So this is like, like an entry-level version of the Sonos speaker. Exactly. Wow. Then the next one up, they've got a, a much larger speaker, which is like the Sonos Play 5, yep. uh, the 640B, which can be, you know, portrait or landscape, it can be hung on a wall. Again, yep. just it's an a lot expandable like the Play 3 for Sonos, yeah. And, and it's, it's got, uh, it's, it's the size of the Sonos, the, the 5, the okay. big one. Oh, wow. um, and it's got all the inputs in the back for, for different audio uh, likes. And then they've got a little uh, Link product. Now, this is um, basically a, a product you plug into your hi-fi it's, unit. So yeah. if you've got a really nice stereo system, yep. you put this on it, yep. and you can and your stereo system... It's like system, an AirPort Express. Sort of thing, exactly. Yeah. So can be, can, can be one of the devices. You can make your stereo wireless. The, the, the big stuff was well under 500. Um, the little speaker was around 250, and the, and the, the hi-fi unit was 99 bucks okay. UK. So you're looking at good pricing in Australia. It'll definitely come Very to Australia through the through the guys at Pioneer and Pure. Do you, would you agree that this is going to be the year where audio Goes is going to cut the cord? Yeah, right. they're going to cut the cord. It's we, already started, but I think now that there's going to be so much more product available. We, we could call that right here, yeah. right now, day three of CES. Yeah. 2013 is when audio goes wireless. And, you know, Apple, Apple saw that coming. Apple created that, really. Started years ago. Um, yeah. with, with AirPlay. Um, and the idea of having multiple AirPlay speakers in your home and controlling the, the yeah. from, from the phone. I think, actually, you know, I'll make a bold prediction. I think OS 7... Um, needs to take into account the fact that it needs to be more than just airplay to one speaker. You need to be able to choose, like with my Sonos, yeah. I can on, from my iPhone, yeah. I can say play this music upstairs, play this music downstairs. Yeah, with I think with airplay at the moment, you can, you choose one speaker. Yeah, you're right. Well, you can choose multiple speakers, but it has yeah. to be the one source the one of audio. Song. Yeah, you're right. So that's I think yeah. the, the the next step okay. forward. And for the Apple. good news too is that the quality's there. It's oh, yeah. decent quality, even though it's wireless. There's a lot of audio files out there who think, oh, yeah. no, I need a $20,000 cable to get the best sound. Yeah. And, you know, that'll, that'll still exist. That market will still exist at that high end. But I think for everyone else, you and me, yep. wireless is going to be the game. Jongo from Pure, J-O-N-G-O. Um, I thought it looked good, and we look forward to it coming to Australia. Well, I, I was also venturing around the South Hall, and... Uh, again, my my search was for some quirky gadgets and, yep. and some pretty different products. And one of them I came across was uh, the dancing robot. Got to love it. The, the, I think it was the launched last year by Justin Bieber. The Bieber. The Biebs was here, and um, this is just a. It, it adds. You can play your music through it, yeah. and it just it just literally just enter, just dances for you. It's your mm. private dancer. Mm. It's a little robot that has got. Has got all these quirky little movements. What though. happens they in play- Vegas, <laughs> Stephen? Yes, but no. There was they, they had a they've got it on the hour on the booth there on yeah. the stand, and it was absolutely packed yeah, with people waiting to watch this little robot. It's, it's like a it's twelve about twelve inches tall, mm-hmm. white. Um, and folds up into this position where you look at it and you think, what the hell is that? Yeah. Then when the music starts, it unfolds its arms, its head pops out of its chest, it's got a little speaker, and it starts playing and, and really uh, tricky, quick little movements on all its limbs and heads and turns around, and it is a really entertaining thing to watch. You know, easily, I shot a video... You're easily impressed, honestly. <laughs> I shot a video that I'm going to be posting on Tech Guide tomorrow... Uh, and I was mesmerised. It's a really cool little mesmerized. robot. Mesmerised. Yes. It was called the, the Y-Bot. The da- I, no, it was I, just I, a I, dance I, robot. I think yeah. it was the, the name of it. But you'll read all about it at Tech Guide. 
www.com.au tomorrow. The idea of it is is just to prove robotics and those kind yeah. of things. But one other gadget there. Let me, before we go to the next segment, yeah. uh, there was another little product that caught my eye. It was solar-powered product. Solar. Yep. There was one yeah, company yeah. called Eaton that had a uh, an iPod dock system that uh, it, it came with a fold-down lid. You fold open the lid, the uh, and the lid then is your the solar cell. So that if you, it, it's it's drawing power from light or the sun uh, while you're still playing your music. So uh, in these days where we need to keep an eye on our electricity bills, I think that's uh, a quirky little product as well. Eaton, E-T-O-N. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I was talking yesterday, uh, I don't know who it was too, but uh, I, I had a meeting uh, with IBM. It wasn't to me. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I had a meeting with IBM and I, I, they scanned me as I walked in, because we've all got barcodes, right, yes. when we're walking around here. And I, it, it actually dawned on me that wouldn't it be smart if every single place scanned you and at the end of the show, they could send you a map of where you went and how far you walked. Yeah, and That's then I thought, well, idea. hang on. The other thing CES should do is give us all pedometers so that we can work out how many steps. That'd yeah. be a good stat for them to put out at the yeah. end of the thing. You know, twenty bazillion yeah. steps. That might you know, that might discourage people from coming, Trevor. They might think, might. oh, it's anyway, too far. I say this. I digress to that because I want to talk about a pedometer I saw. Now, pedometers are pedometers. Yeah, yes. the stupid little thing to go tick, 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 tick. Yes. Now I found one called iBits, I B I T Z from uh, Geo Pals. Nice, uh, funky looking things, all colourful and whatnot. And you clip it onto your shoe, or I guess you could put it on your belt. But it has an accelerometer in it, so it monitors a little bit more than just steps. But the thing is, it's got an app, and there's two versions. There's, and this is US prices. It's not available in Australia yet, but about 35 bucks for the kids' version and $50 for the adult version that has an app. Now, forget the adult one, right, because there's enough of that health and fitness going around, and we'll talk about that later. But here's what I love about the kids' one. The app for the kids is like an incentive. It's like a game. Yes. It's like a challenge, right? So the, the, your child gets a little character, and it's like, yeah, well done, you. You did X number of steps today. Yeah. Or, well done, you. You did this today. And That's honestly, my six-year-old totally would go for this. Yes. And I, I, I'm not the best parent in the world in terms of getting out and going for a run or anything, clearly. No. But, you know, we do get to the park. We have of fun. Of course, yes. But I, ha- I don't have any no. measure of how much, you know, outside I exercising. Well, I, I would th- love to see this on my son. I think uh, that's a really good idea, Trevor. Great product. And uh, now, let's be serious. There is there is a case in Australia like childhood obesity is an yeah, issue. absolutely. And I think, you know, and the reason I think one factor for that is the fact that there are, everyone's looking at screens or they've got, yeah. they got um, game so consoles, what this does consoles is on their hands. it gamifies, hand. yeah? Yes. This is all Their gamification. It yes. gamifies exercise. It no, gamifies, but it doesn't even have to just be yeah. exercise. I can just put the thing on his shoe, yeah. and you, what you can do is introduce them to it. You know, yeah. you can say, "Listen, well, we, we're just going to grannies, and we're going to we'll, we'll kick the soccer ball around, and we go back inside and say, mate, do you realise we just did, did X, Y, Z? Yeah. So I love the idea. Um, I really hope it comes to Australia. You know, I can't imagine it's going to be more than fifty bucks for the kids one yeah. in Australia. That and comes all with love, the app. Lovely, lo- nice, Lots bright of colours: colors. pink, green, yellow, blue, all that kind of yeah. thing. So very cool. Eye bits by Geo Pals. Um, that's the kind of stuff I love seeing because you, it's, it's a thirty dollar product. But you know, in, in the in the world of you know twelve thousand dollar TVs, hopefully that kind of stuff can stand out. You're listening to two blokes talking to. Now I uh, I took took a break from the South Hall. I actually had an appointment with. Uh, our good friends at Sony to do a tour of their booth and 
I had a look at their 4K televisions uh, and their OLED TV. Mm. Before, now, you, before you say anything, I, I, I don't think we've talked about it. Sony is the other, other, other people that convinced me that 4K can work because they yeah. showed the demonstration of 4K versus HD yes. and how an upscaled oh, HD absolutely. can look amazing. Oh, it, they, unbelievable. They had me at hello when I saw their 4K uh, home theatre projector uh, last yes. year. Yes. So anything with Sony and 4K in it, I'm interested in seeing. Yep. And today I saw their range of 4K TVs, the smaller 65 and 55 inch Smaller. Isn't that funny? Well, Isn't it funny? They've got an 84 inch. But seriously, with, uh, yeah, isn't it funny no, that we're calling 60 incredible. and 55 it's TV uh, smaller. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, but what I liked about them, like the picture quality is astounding. Yes. Okay. But what they've done is taken it another step and made the audio astounding yeah. as well. Now, each 4K TV has built into the side of the frames a 2.1 speaker system. Yes. And yes. it is brilliant sound. Like bringing, even, you know what Sony's the, doing? Yeah. They're bringing sound back. <laughs> Because oh, well, that's t- their legacy. I know, Absolutely. but TVs have lacked sound yeah. since they went flat the screen. Yeah? I think this is a really good idea for them, and it's only available in their 4K range, yeah. not, the, not the normal Bravia. So they've, they've added the speakers to the, each side, and the sound is very, very impressive. If you're looking at this picture that's just you know, so sharp you cut your finger on it, you want to have a sound to match it. Yeah. And I think Sony have done They've pulled the right rein here yeah. and done that, and it's only available with 4K. Yeah. So... Very impressive. My information, too, is that their 4K TVs, we all know they're 84 inches, $25,000. My information is that this, they're going to be surprisingly affordable. Uh-huh. The 65, 55-inch are going to be a lot cheaper than the 25K, 84-inch Big Mama that they own. I think when you say surprisingly affordable, it will still be gobsmacked by the yeah, price. But I, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be like 20000 it'll, it'll be within the reach of someone who wants to go to that next level. Just while we're on uh, sound and TVs, you know, the sound bars are a huge thing these days. I, I, I walked past something random today. Um, it'll, it won't be in Australia, but I'm sure maybe the concept will. It's, you know, there's a lot of spe- um, TV stands out there. Yep. I found a TV stand with a surround built sound in, system yeah. built into it. That's sensible. And, you know, it's a smart thing because people don't want speakers cluttering their yeah. TVs anymore. So this stand has speakers built into it, a surround sound system yeah. built right into it. See, that's the kind of... And it's really simple. A couple yeah. of old blokes have obviously come up with the idea and they're looking for distributors. Just a really simple idea. And you go, hang on a minute. That's why people aren't in, aren't loving loving their TV anymore, I think, because we're yeah. really missing audio. So hopefully... Uh, I agree. And I, I think that's the reason why sound bars flourished in the first place. Exactly. Because the sound on the flat screen TVs was crap. Exactly. But Sony have really come to... They've really... If you haven't listened to them already get down to the stand you won't be you won't regret it but yep. while I was on Sony I, uh, the Sony stand I also looked at their OLED yep. now I've got to say this is probably the best TV I've seen at the show yeah right it's 4K yeah. they it's don't have, OLED they don't, they don't have oh dear lord hello someone's showing off over there Trevor to the point of in, yeah, drowning out the two blows talking tech Fair how income. dare they yeah Anyway, what was I saying? 4K. Yeah, 4K make, Sony OLED. Because they don't have plans to have just an OLED TV, do they? In the consumer market. They're well, making it commercially. This is what I, I asked them. I said, well, 4K, you got 4K, you got OLED in the one unit. Are, you, are they going to produce just a straight-out OLED, a full HD OLED? Yeah. And I get the feeling that they're not. They're just going to go straight to 4K OLED. And, I, and I, my worry is that... You add 4K to the formula, it's expensive. Yep. You add OLED to the formula, it's even more expensive. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to have a very, while it's going to be probably the best TV money could buy, mm. 4K and OLED, mm. it's going to be also one of the most expensive. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure that's the right place for them right now. I yeah, think that's, well, that's, their, their argument, though, is the fact that they created the first OLED like six years ago here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it, 11-inch OLED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrific, really thin, but it didn't do any, It didn't go anywhere. It was ridiculously expensive. But they, they, they say they make OLEDs yeah. for... Uh, you know, large OLEDs for commercial cu- customers, broadcasters, yep. things like that. So, I don't oh. know what we're going to see. The OLED I saw here, 4K at Sony Stand, w- among the best TVs I've seen at the show. Among the best TVs I've ever seen. Yes, exactly. In yeah. terms of pure picture quality, outstanding. Awesome. Because you've awesome. got such penetration of bright colours as well as the definition of the screen. Oh, it is, it is phenomenal. All right, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one and, uh, and price and whatnot. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech live from the show floor at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So another, you know, just, well, I guess not quirky, to be honest, but there's a lot of that home automation going around, a lot of integration with this, that, and the other, and I walked past ADT, you know, security. Security company, It's definitely in Australia, right? They are, yes. They used to sponsor the Manly Seagulls, I think. However, I I did learn today that the the ADT company here have absolutely nothing to do with ADT in Australia. Is that right? (laughs) So stuff that's branded ADT here is uh, unlikely to ever see the light of day in Australia, but I, I didn't want to talk about ADT, I wanted to talk about some of the products they had there and they had this thing called what they call a quick set um, and it's a lock for your door and a couple of things firstly it, they say you can just replace your current lock and, you know you don't need anything special it's just a screwdriver this is a big uh, you know deadbolt lock with a key but it's also got uh, a pin pad yeah so you can use a pin code yep. to enter your house so it's like an ATM it, like an ATM so if you know the pin number you can get into your house yeah. it's, kind it's of, like they, my alarm at home I've got the, exactly. my alarm but also, it links into a security system they have, but you know, you can imagine it wirelessly just linking into a network. Yep. You can, via your iPhone, yeah, <laughs> lock the door or unlock the door. That's cool. You can also get alerts when the door is locked and unlocked. Uh-huh. Now, that's the stuff that excites me. Well, that's so, security. That, that's the security part of all home automation. Exactly. Covered. Think, th- just forget the pin code access thing. Just think about the fact that because your door is you know, linked into the internet, it's connected. you could say, okay, I'm going away for, for the weekend. And you could turn on alerts, right? And so what will happen is every time your door is unlocked or locked, you get an alert. So no one's going into your home, so why the hell is my door unlocked? Yeah, that's, that's the good. kind of thing. Well, I think locks, like, I remember I remember years ago doing a story uh, about biometric locks, yeah. fingerprint locks. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it is uh, a very secure thing. It's also a very unique thing. So yep. you're not going to forget your finger when you walk out the door, but you may forget <laughs> or lose your key, right? So yeah. I think... Um, while they're they're available and they can be programmed even to, you know, for example, you might have a cleaner in your house and yep. you let the person in, you scan their fingerprint and, and program the lock to only let them in on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a kind of programmability and I'd say this kind of product too, because it's connected, it's on the network. And I'll, I'll give you another you one. Do that. Your kids, imagine your kids old enough to open the door and whatnot. Yeah. You could imagine if it was fingerprint, you could make it so the kids can't leave the house after seven o'clock so at night. I'm talking young kids like my six or yes. five year old. Yeah. You, you know, you don't want them accidentally just wandering outside. But it's just another like facet of connectivity that we can benefit from. Make our life easier, convenient. And this is where it, it gets hard because we're at a point at CES where there isn't big groundbreaking product. We talked about this yesterday and the day before, yeah. but it's it's kind of like it, we feel like we need to document everything that's here so that in five years we can look back and go, yes. you know, be, you've all got this. You've all got this because yeah. of the things that were on no, that's show. That's true. That's true. Very good. Live from CES, two blokes talking tech. Now, 
uh, you may recall I spoke about the Belkin Wemo system and yep. also wrote about them on Tech Yeah, we Guide. talked about it a few weeks these ago. Are, these are the uh, power plugs that allow whatever is plugged into the Wemo yep. plug to be controlled on or off. It's like a big double a, adapter with a smart, that you plug something into and it connects ma- to Wi-Fi. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can, say, plug a lamp into it. You can turn it on and off with your phone. Yep. Terrific. Next step has arrived, and Belkin have now extended that functionality to a light switch. So rather than... Uh, the, the, the wireless light switch. So rather than them having to, uh, you know, go into the circuitry and try to try to change the whole house to, to make this possible, mm. they've actually just changed the light switch and given it wireless functionality. Basically, created the Wemo plug so and shrunk bu- it down into the light switch. And it's, but it's but it's inside but no, the wall. Rather than putting it in the light bulb, it's on the, actually on the on wall. The switch. Right now, and again, you can turn it on or off. And I thought that was terrific. But what what fascinated me was their roadmap for the year. Uh, and I was talking to one of their guys on the stand yesterday. He said, because we're literally plugged into your house and plugged into your home, your system, and they can monitor electricity usage in your home. Mm. And, and I think you'll find in the in the months and years to come, Belkin are going to open a whole other side of their business, which allows users to monitor their electricity use room for room, gadget by gadget. Mm. Uh, so you can absolutely itemise your electricity bill yep. down to each product. Now, I think that's important in this this day and age where electricity prices are going up. We've got a carbon tax. People are really mindful of the, uh, the electricity they're using, the size of their bills. Uh, I think that's going to be a really popular product. Uh, and they, he uh, also said they can also do it with water, with our mm. water usage, yeah, right. by measuring the different wavelengths. So they can t- tell just by sound and wavelength measurements when water is flowing and when it isn't in the home. So exciting stuff. I think Velcro's really sort of reinvented itself. We we just used to see them make an iPhone. They still do iPhone cases, accessories, but they're sort of branched out into this this smart home, connected home type of environment that uh, I think is really, really cool. I think we're going to see some good stuff from them. And the great thing about the Belkin-style products is it doesn't require you to get, as you said, a whole system put into your home. Like, the, the time isn't far away, probably is now, that when you build a home, they say, do you want automation in it or whatever? But yeah, that, that's people, what's happening. You know, people have been in houses, you know, you've been in your house for a while, and you're yeah. not going anywhere. That's yeah. your house, that's your family home, you're never yeah. moving. But, you know, for you to be able to go, you know what, for X number of dollars, I could, I could replace all the light switches in the house yeah. with these ones... Done. Wi-Fi, wireless. See, it's really yeah, it's cool. Awesome. I think, uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's moving along nicely. All right, uh, live from CES, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, obviously, my attention is uh, regularly uh, drawn to uh, anything automotive and racing. And uh, the same as last year, there was a, uh, a computer game running, a uh, simulation. You sit in and Mate, have a drive. What is it with you? Okay, can I just <laughs> butt in here? I'm looking at what's open in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. What is it with anything with a steering wheel on oh, it? Mate. You're just drawn to it like a deer in the headlights. You're yeah. just there. I'm there. Now, you just can't take your eyes this off This is it. from Thrustmaster, okay? <laughs> They've got some Ferrari products. Is that your nickname? Or? I wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They've got the Ferrari F1 wheel. Now, this is, seriously, mate, I think there's uh, 19 programmable buttons or something on this wheel. That has got Trevor Long's so name when, all over when it. You're, when you're mucking around with your uh, with your <laughs> F1 game, this is unbelievable. So, And the thing is, they've got a, a, a wheel part so that you can either buy the whole unit, or if you've already got a Thrustmaster you know, base, you can actually replace the wheel with just the Ferrari part. Uh, so that's PC and PlayStation 3 compatible 
It is unbelievable. And it works with the official F1 game. Yeah, and with with all the you would uh, want the, it. There's the like four thousand switches on that steering Mate. wheel there. And but these switches aren't just crap. These are like the toggle switches are like the old click click. You know, yeah. It, which is the kind of stuff that is on the F1 wheels. Wow. It's very impressive wheel from uh, from Thrustmaster. That'll come to Australia, I'm sure. But here's the other one. The um, they've got a Xbox. Uh, controller. Now, if you go, it just looks like it's a Ferrari branded Xbox controller. No, this is this has actually got a 128 bit uh, control in it. So the actual controls are more sensitive. First person shooters as well, yeah. like even more, like just as useful than the yeah. car racing. That's one thing with first, but you need, the reflexes. You, you want to be are able everything, to, or you want to be able to just be just move a little incremental yes. bit, and you can't with these with the yeah. bog standard controller. So this, so it's this a wide takes it down controller. Even further. Wow. It's a wide controller. But if you want the if you want the quality of the controller, and the sensitivity, the sensitivity. Important. It's even got like um, uh, for the left and right um, throttle and brake yeah. buttons. I would call triggers. them. You call them triggers. triggers yeah. um, it's got uh, LED so that you can actually see how far oh, you've pulled. Wow. Yeah, so incremental LED. And it's on so an Xbox. This is a, a PC and Xbox 360. Okay, so no good for you. For, no uh, good for PS3, man. So but I, also, I would test it out. Here's the last one I saw. Now, I swear to God, uh, a year ago, there was no steering wheels for Xbox. There was none. Because there, there was what, one at that... At the show or no, at all? Available, right? Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. Because Microsoft stopped making the one they had. And everyone else is making Logitech. They, they're only PS3. Oh, right. Now, these guys, this has been around for a year. So we've missed it in Australia. But they've got one here, which is the Ferrari vibration GT cockpit but it's got the pedals and the wheel all joined together all in the one unit. so it clips up so you can sit in your lounge and, and you adjust it to your height exactly right. and it flips down folds away and oh, you that's know, handy. it's like those exercise units you see on Demtel yeah. you know they put under your bed that's <laughs> perfect away. so um, I'll try and put some information I can up see that on you the web. Right in that, on your now, lounge, standing. with your pedals in front of you, your steering no. wheel, and then you, see, you have to give your son a turn at it, mate. Okay, don't hog it all. The time, he, he's okay? starting to learn the old driving. Good boy, on don't him. worry about Good that. Anyway, him. so that's Thrustmaster. They've got a lot of stuff coming out, um, and uh, it's well worth a look. Thrustmaster here at CES 2013. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's a lovely segue into our next product that I saw in the hall. It's funny how you're attracted to the driving games, <laughs> and I don't know what it says about me, but I'm attracted to the shooting games. Yeah, I understand. <clears throat> so what I've found, though... We're in America, a... mate. There's a, gun show, <laughs> there's a gun show being set up at the Venetian exactly right now. right. I know. I know this. Yeah, it's... Well, anyway, this is a gun of a different kind, Trevor. This is the MAG Wireless Induction Controller. Now, anyone who's played a first-person shooter knows that you've got to be pretty quick on the controls, and having it in your hand... Uh, is, is one thing. But this actually puts the gun in your hand. And what it does, it, it arranges all the controls, all the buttons, all the joysticks uh, at your fingertips. So you, t- it's a two, you hold the gun with two you hands. You hold it with two you've hands. Got your, you've got your trigger hand in you your wedge, other hand. You do. You wedge it against your chest or your shoulder. And, and to paint, paint the picture, in the other hand, you've got your thumb controller to yes, move around so and all your, the other controllers. In your left hand, you'd have the thumb controller to, to move... To move to change direction mm. and it's also got a, a gyroscope in it so you moving you move the gun or it moves your point oh, that's, of view so that, that's, that, that's the other toggle yes, that's right. you normally use two so thumbs to move that. left to go forward and back you use the joystick to, to move left and right you use the gun you, you shift it around the, the gyroscope yeah, but then right. the, you've got the trigger where the trigger would be on the gun and you've also got your aiming grenade buttons all there and it's available now 150 US you can buy it on Amazon that's pretty good but I think if you're into your first person shooters 
This, and if you're kind of a little bit bored with them, you think, oh, no, yeah, I'm going okay with this. This is an entirely new way to enjoy it. It's, it's a bit of a challenge to, to get, get used to. to it. But I think it brings a, li- a little bit more realism to the game. It just adds that extra level uh, that, you do, that you can master in the game. Just sort of, get, It's like playing the game for the first time again because you're a bit of a novice with this new controller in the shape of a gun, first-person shooter, I was on it for about half an hour. They had to kick me off it. PlayStation and PC. PlayStation and PC compatible. You'll be getting one for Call of Duty, I will be absolutely getting one. What game did you get to play here on it? Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3. Yes. Ah, very nice. uh, I did very well just quietly on it too. All right. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, you want quirky, my friend. Okay. Give me quirky, Trevor. This is quirky. I found a light bulb. Right. (laughs) Hey, there's get, about four million in yeah, here. Oh, this, you found a lot different kind of light bulb. All right. I, I'll, I'll preface this with I have absolutely no idea why, um, but <laughs> you can control the color, okay, of this light bulb from your iPhone. Okay. You can set it from up, your iPhone. From okay. your iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I kid you not. Well, you can set okay. up a, a theme so that it, it changes from red to blue to yellow, and you can tell it how how often, how many seconds to change. Because right. you know, can I just let me just butt in for one second. Mm. Philips have a similar yes, product. Yes, they do. Yes. The Im- Imagio, I think yes. it's called. Yes, they where do. Where it's like a little, it's a rechargeable little little plastic lamp. Yes. And that you shake it and it changes colour. Yes. So now uh, get this. very nice product. Okay. Philips. And I the the and it's the, got an app, of course. The, the delightful man um, uh, trying to sell the product. Frankly, couldn't explain it to me, but here's, here's, here's one of the things it says it does, right? Email SMS alert. <laughs> why? Oh. To say in case someone turns your light on? I don't quite know why. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, why would you need a light bulb to give you an email or SMS alert? Well, I've heard everything now. Yeah, uh, this is, honestly, this is probably what I need to end the show with. My, my, my CES needs to end with the, the LED <laughs> iPhone compatible bloody light bulb. But that's pretty anyway. cool. Pretty cool. Two, two blokes talking tech. We've got a couple of minutes left. What have you got for us, Stephen? Uh, well, this part of the South Hall, we're getting back to the South Hall yes. again. Uh, there's, a, there's a very large section there de- dedicated to e-health yep. or technology and health. Yep. And one stand that I stopped by was iHealth. Uh, and now, and this is a company that makes blood pressure monitors, um, uh, oximeter, me- mm-hmm. oxygen, blood, oxygen, blood oxygenators, whatever those things are called. I also make... Um, uh, so diabetics can measure their blood, their blood yep. sugar. Uh, and the biggest change we've seen is the fact that a year ago they were all connected with a cable or they had to be connected to the dock of the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. But now the cables have been cut. They're all wireless connectivity. Uh, and each of these iHealth products, they don't actually have a screen per se, but once you see the display turn on, mm. it actually shines up through the plastic. It's actually quite a stylish little unit. Mm. Uh, so... Again, another way, they're connected to apps, so they measure your heart rate, all the measurements they've taken, your blood, your glucose levels, and you can not only store them on the phone in the app, you can also store them in the cloud, you can send them to your doctor, so just in case you lost your phone, you've still got them in the cloud. That's uh, what's exciting. And you can share them with your medical practitioner. If you, you're a diabetic, you need to send your results to your doctor, rather than having to make an appointment, mm. sit in the waiting room, you can and, just send them to them. And, and let's think here, outside of even the, the app um, scenario, Think NBN, right? Think these products, right? They're wireless. They're connecting to other devices to distribute. Think about the elderly or the the people with with health issues having these devices in the home. They're they're required by the doctor to once a week or once a day, whatever it is. 
And that information can be sent back wirelessly, remotely to their doctor without any dramas. And the reason the MBN is important then because, you know, you might even be able to have a consultation where you actually, you know, do this stuff live and your doctor has a conversation with you no, about that's it. Good, that's true. It's really exciting. It, and and this was, that, that's only one of, like, they oh. kind of all had the same sort of product. Yeah. Blood pressure monitors, you know, pulse oximeters and the glucose, the, the gluco monitoring systems. But... You know the, the the fact that that area is growing mm, in it's technology, health. Uh, as I think we've mentioned in another show, everyone's entitled to be healthy. This is a way for them to maintain their health, monitor their health, yeah. so that you know this is a very good preventative measure too. Yeah, so they is. can prevent uh, things going to going bad for them uh, in health wise. So big part of CES, and I think it's only going to grow from here. And that range of products is called amazingly iHealth. They'd be lucky they trademarked that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, you'll be able to read more about that at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Alright, that's a wrap from uh, in fact, that's a wrap from CES, that mate. That is us. Uh, you know, a few hours left here at CES and then uh, the big drive home tomorrow. You've got a week over here for uh, other business, but... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll talk, uh, obviously, via Skype next week of yes, the Two we Talking Tech episode 97. Uh, it's been a big show. I guess maybe now is not the time to reflect. I think probably next week we might just reflect on yes, CES. We'll pick our, think we'll, about we'll our, pick best, our top products. Our, our best yeah, products and the like. And, uh, and I want to think about the themes that have come out of it because it's yep. not really about products anymore. It's about themes and things that have changed. And I think we've talked already about them here. Health, Health. home automation, yep. those kind of things and connectivity. Connected home. Are unbelievable. And uh, it's been a great show. Massive show. Um, we've been able to bring you something every day here, Two Blokes Talking Tech. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. So thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Trevor. Safe travels. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to we Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.